John Capri, and welcome to episode 8 of the GamerCast that publishes on iTunes and Google Play, and whatever you call it. Every month, thank you for subscribing, and thank you for rating us on Apple Tunes, <laughs> iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, and thank you for sharing and everything that you guys do. And if you're new, here's the deal. Every month, I have sweet hangs with uh, usually a stranger, but sometimes friends from the internet to talk about video games and life, and if you want to be on the show, but I want to be part of the show, send your feedback and all of that, you can tweet at me. At Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And guys, if you are a patron, you're listening to this early, and I want to give a quick shout out to our gold member patrons like Mr. and Mrs. Nasty and Tammy Boots, Brendan Myers, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jonathan Brown, Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and Ryan, uh, and Zach Bradshaw. Thank you guys so much for all of your tremendous support. Uh, patrons get the show early, of course, and, um, but, but it hits free feeds on the first of every month. Now, this episode, I, I just I want to call out the elephant in the room. This episode should have been a second December episode, but uh, you hear that 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 scream at the start. I can't do this show without that scream. I have to tell you guys, there was I actually recorded a couple of intros already this month, uh, and it was all like, "Hey, it was it was it was terrible. It was I, and I and I ended up having a bad like the the intro was bad. The the, the shouting was was no good. It was half assed. It was uh, trying to make sure that the kids could sleep. Right now the kids are upstairs. They're playing with their their new toys from Christmas. Uh, I think they might be eating a grilled cheese sandwich. So I just let loose, guys. That's what the show is all about. I want to come at you with the energy and the positivity. And to be honest with you, December has been I think for a lot of people as well um, the the holiday blues. Hit hard this year, man, for sure. It's, uh, I don't know what it is because I honestly don't have a tremendous amount of responsibility. And maybe that, you know what? I think I just landed on it. You got, this is not just a, this, this is not scripted. I think this is actually at the heart of a lot of stress and anxiety for me is like, if I don't have a job and you guys know this through my, my gaming, like if I don't have a list of games to go through, if I don't have a plan, then I just like get, I get antsy in my pantsy, man. And, and if I don't have, like a specific task or a, or a role to play with Christmas, I feel a little bit lost, man. And with everybody, with all the swarms of people all doing all of this crazy activity, getting dinners ready and getting presents and everything, every, everybody's got their job. They're all, they're all doing it really, really well. And I'm kind of like, I feel like sometimes I'm on the outside a little bit, just going like, what, what do I do? And so I find myself, if I'm, if I'm not like leading something, then I'm maybe just not, uh, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it, man. I just, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. And maybe this is why I love this show, man. I just sort of like vamp a little bit. This is, I think that is it. I think I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take that, that thought offline, give that a little bit of thought and, um, and workshop that a little bit. I need to figure, figure out what my, what my next job, either that or just like try to figure out how to be okay with not having a job. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, not like employment. I mean, like, in the house or with regards to Christmas or planning something like I don't necessarily have to be the one going like, all right, we go do this and then we do this and then we do this and I'm going to be doing the thing, man, crazy stuff. I hope you guys had a really good Christmas. I'm, I'm sorry that this didn't come before. So a lot of the or not a lot, but some some of the conversation that I have with with Zach and Justin here are a little Christmas focused, but it's um hopefully still top of mind for everybody as we as we enter in to the new decade. 2020 is here. And I, you know, I, I can't help but reminisce and think about all that 2019 was and uh, identify yet another source of anxiety, <laughs> I think, because uh, 2019 was like, 
kind of a banner year, man, for, I know for, I could say for myself for sure, but I think Bobby as well would probably say this as well. Like we revived the Patreon. Um, we revived the show. Um, the Xbox drive saw some serious changes. There was a record setting year for extra life. We went to Rome, New York with the Phoenix overdrive team. I went to E3 this year. I took a trip to the coalition. Like that's all in 2019, man. And, and I'm sure that I'm missing some things. A lot of you guys have joined on this journey with us in 2019. So that has been amazing as well. And while that's all good and great, I do, I, it, it is really hard not to think that it's all downhill from here, man. It's like, how does it get better than that? And is it okay if it's not better than that is really what I, I kind of have to, I struggle with a little bit that it's okay if 2020 is not as like groundbreaking as 2019, but man, that just goes against my, my nature. I always, I've talked about this on the show before that I always try to innovate. I'm always trying to be like one step better than I was yesterday. And when 2019 was kind of the culmination of like being better than the year before and the year before and the year before, like what, what is 2020? I have to expand my mind even to like what that even means because certainly at the beginning of 2019 I wasn't going well in order for 2019 to be better than 2018 I better be going to E3 and I better be going to the coalition like that's not how that works so it's crazy man how you deal with um the achievements and and everything like that and trying to just continue on and also making sure that uh everything is good and exciting and and what you guys want to hear as well and what I want to create matching up what I want to make and what you guys want to want to hear and, and consume and make it all better. That's kind of the magic formula, I think, at least in my mind, that's how it's been. So stay tuned for that, man. I, this show is not going anywhere. Uh, fear not. Even if I did miss um, a mid-December kind of a, a bonus episode, I'm using the, the, the Masson and the Ericsson second go as the January episode. And I'm looking for guests continuing on, man. I've reached out to a couple people. You know who you are. And I think we've got a pretty good slate. Now, you guys, I want to, I want you guys to let me know a little bit. If I were to record a few episodes in a row and kind of can them, kind of like this is, this has been canned for a couple of weeks for sure. I'm, I'm not sure that I necessarily want to do that. I feel like that would make it easier for me, but it would make the content a little lacking, I think. Cause if I spent, you know, a couple of days in January recording a bunch of episodes that, that could go all the way into June, that's that I don't know, man. I, I also don't think that it's really fair for the people on the show because they could be in a completely different like headspace. Like the places that we go in the show, um, they, it kind of like dives into somebody's mindset at that moment in time. And if I were to air that episode three or four months down the road, I don't necessarily think that's correct either. But anyway, just to just to let you know that I am I'm, I'm, I'm giving this show a lot of thought, probably more than I really should. Or maybe I'm steering off in a direction that I don't necessarily want to go in. But if you guys have ideas, thoughts, or anything that um, you'd like to see out of the show, I'll just say that I'm I'm always open for feedback, and I always appreciate your guys' honesty and transparency with this. This is a this is a dialogue of a show. And speaking of a dialogue, why don't we jump right into it, guys? Um, this is, of course, the follow-up to a conversation that I had with Justin Masson and Zach Erickson that was really prompted by them celebrating five years of Nintendo Dads um, a few months back. And I wanted to have them on. I wanted to talk to them a little bit about Christmas and being dads. And so uh, why don't we just jump right into it? Of course, you can follow Justin at Masson20. And Zach Erickson at Zach Erickson. There's no K in Zach. And please, if you're not already, follow the Nintendo Dads on Twitter at Nintendo Dads and at youtube.com slash Nintendo Dads. So let's just jump right into it. Here he is. Oh, they are <laughs> Justin Masson and Zach Erickson. Hi. 
I put smart lights in my office because I wanted to be like pretending the guy was super cool. I'd walk in and be like, Alexa, lights on. Yeah. And it would do all that. I'd be like, Alexa, start my day. Uh, and now somehow I screwed up my lights and now they just randomly flicker and I think I'm going to like have a stroke one of these days. So It's about time that we have a situation that requires the question, how many dads does it take to change a light bulb? Like before right? now, it and didn't make any sense. And apparently they're smart light bulbs and they have got me beat. Mm. The legit story, though, your mother, your mother sewed that sweater. No, this actually Lincoln picked this out. He was out with his mother, and yeah. he pointed at it. And he wanted. I think. I think it comes from. It hails from Walmart. It hails oh, okay. from the Walmart. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually still have the sticker over here. Um, no, Winners actually. It's from Winners. Oh wow! Even better. Yeah, it was a compare wow. at forty dollars, but they got it for a steal twenty nine ninety nine. That's stellar. Dang. Super Mario. That's what, is, what, is, what is the compare at price? Is that like, like they just like inflate the price and then make it look like a better deal? Is that basically what that is? Yeah, it's like, hey, this is what other idiots would pay for this, but you're a smart shopper. You're here at Winners because you're a winner. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. Exactly. not not pay that. Yeah. yeah. If you went somewhere <laughs> else, you'd find this for forty, but not here. Not here. We could 30. totally get away with paying, charging more for this. But it's, we're not it's going quality, to. quality, like, wool or whatever. It's, it's it's legit nice. I think like, this is my like, first cardigan. I actually think technically it's... Really? Like, it's a, oh, I, I got a good set of... I, I, I got three cardigans. Some I have one that I call my Mr. Rogers cardigan. Mm-hmm. I got this one right now. That's this a, new that one. is like, a nice one. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Mark's Work Warehouse, 15 there bucks. There you go. Look at that. Hey, On sale, hey, Black Friday, regularly $60. I'm wondering if Dang. they should be handing out um, cardigans when you become a dad. Like when you're at the hospital, oh, you, have your first, sure. you have your first kid. Like you should get like a dad pack yeah. from the hospital staff. Yeah. What else would you put in that dad pack? I'm wondering, Zach, I mean, what do you think? Be, what, what would you, what you, would you put in? In the 50s and 60s, it was cigars, right? Yeah. Maybe Can't slippers. Maybe slippers. <laughs> slippers. Something okay. to make like the the nap you have on the chair more more viable. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe some it, sort of like waterproof iPhone case or like yeah, that's a good guide, one. Like, mm-hmm. like you are gonna get all sorts of gross crap all mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what they do when you're there? They just they reach into your pocket and they take your wallet and they take all of your money out. Oh Jesus! Right? Like I think that would, <laughs> that would also be an equal experience. And then they say, then they say, do you know what this feels like? Poor. Welcome to Paris. Exactly. Right? Uh, I yeah. need, I think I need help like putting on shoes. Like it's, I be, I'm finding that it's more and more difficult to like bend over, get my dad yeah. bought out of the way, and like tie my shoes. Sure. So maybe just a pair, a good pair of loafers I could could throw on. I was gonna say I gave up shoelaces like like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I refuse to buy a pair of shoes that don't even have shoelaces yeah. on. It's just all slip-ons all the time. Man. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just taking up precious time that either you get to have to yourself, which is a blessing change. That's true. Or. <laughs> You have, or you have to manage a small child. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, when Zach said he gave up um, shoelaces, I thought about like um, Velcro. Velcro was was a was a magic trick back in the nineties. Yeah. Like, oh my god! No, I'm like full loafers, man. I, I don't know if they're loafers or just like slip-ons. I don't know. What you mm-hmm. call shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think yeah. I think there's I think there's a steady like like you know you go from a child with little little slip-ons. To Velcros, to shoelaces, and it's back to it's, slip-ons. It's reverse, and then it's back to Velcro, and then it's done. Yeah, back, it's and the whole back into life diapers, cycle. and back into diapers. Birth, birth to grave in shoes is what that is. That's a sad thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's intense. It's actually it's a little bit too much. To so think let's about. go back to this, Sean. Your your oh, dad yeah. bot is in the way. Yeah, are you actually fighting the dad bot? I'm not saying that bod. like rudely. Like, are you actually trying? 
Uh, well, I don't think that I'm actually doing anything that would say like, yes, I'm actively fighting it. I, in my mind, I'm fighting it and it's, it's uh, awful. He's... And if I think like, here's a weird thing that maybe many of us do where I'm like, I'm thinking about getting active and now I'm getting frustrated that I'm not getting any more fit. I haven't actually done or, anything. Or yeah. it's just like, I, yeah, I, 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 I actively dislike the fact that I don't have time to do anything about it. Yep. That's about where I'm at right now. <laughs> Where it's like, well, I mean, I could spend, you know, uh, like 45 minutes every day. Yep. That's all it would take. Sounds easy. Right. But you got to recycle that shoe time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then like (laughs) what, like, okay, I guess I would do that at like nine o'clock every night. Exactly. And then I would be wide awake at 10 o'clock. And then I guarantee you, I won't fall asleep till like one. And then, by the way, you still got to get up in like. But that's five not or six that's hours. not really the concern, Zach. Like you play video games up until one o'clock in the morning and have no qualms about it. You're not really worried about that about getting yourself all well, hyped I, up and sweaty. But, well, maybe like <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe like once. But that's like a once a week thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. How, what is your that. gym regimen? Seven ti- seven days a week now. No, I no, absolutely not. How many so, push-ups can you do in a row, Zach? How many push-ups? How many push-ups can I yeah, do can in a you, row? Can you do like three push-ups in a row? Oh, yeah. I've seen Drop to Work easy. do at least 10. Easy. Easy. Yeah, here, let's no, You can do 10? Right yeah, we'll be way out of breath, man. We'll have yeah. to pause the yeah. podcast for a little yeah. bit. <gasps> what about you, Justin? Yeah. Are you fighting the dad bod? No, you I look like, good. Man, I, I, thank you. The, the fact is you can only see like my head and shoulders down. Mm-hmm. Like my, my, I feel like my shoulders up. Like if I could do headshots, yeah, God damn, good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know same I'm, here. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But the moment it's a stand up, it's like, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm, that's yeah. Have you seen, have you seen uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch movie? That's about the figure that I have. Got going. <laughs> right? Like that's basically what we're going for. here. And yeah. just as green and just as hairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, I mean, that's just a given. Yeah. Yeah. Why are my hips a circle? I don't yeah. understand yeah. the the shape, <laughs> the geometry that's happening here. Yeah, I don't know. Going to your lights, though, Justin. I'm I was curious because um I spent I we had our time set tonight eight thirty Mountain Standard Time the the only uh, time zone, time zone that, that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was having trouble. Now this is such first world problems. I have two monitors set up, so Justin, you're on one, and then all my recording stuff is on to the next one. And it's not like I couldn't operate this whole thing with one screen, but my second screen was not turning on. I was pushing the button. I did a little power cycle. I'm sitting here forever and ever and ever doing all the tricks. Still not working. And it is just in case the, the, the good news at the end of the story is I got it working. But my question is this. Is there nothing more frustrating than technology that just doesn't work? Like what is it about that that, that just triggers us to explode? That that will well, – I think, I think like for me, I'm not a super handy man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm, my, my wife is like, hey – uh, we need to, you know, redo the flooring. I'm like, yeah. okay, no problem well, for you, then right? Call Justin? someone. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sure. Here's a credit card. Call someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Um, oh, you pull electric electric in. Uh-huh. Here, call someone. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so I don't feel like I'm handy in those things. Now I'm handy enough to probably get myself in a bit of trouble, but not handy enough to do well. So I should be able to master something, and I feel like technology. I feel like I should be able to master that. Yeah. Right. That that, your that feels in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you can't do it or when something goes awire or, or, or afraid, then it's like, I am just useless. Yeah. Yeah. What value do I add other than these, you know, chiseled good looks? What add, what do I add to this? Right. Pretty and much nothing. Like nothing. Maybe that's that. And that's why you get frustrated. And, and then I'm, and then I'm in this moment of vulnerability and weakness. Mm. And I'm like, what if she's going to go find some other nerd mm-hmm. who can actually fix her technology? With a great dad bod and can, you I know, know, I can't deal with that. 
Give her all like, the more babies least, that she who wants. Who can at least like defend her during the zombie apocalypse? Exactly. Right? Mm. exactly. Like, you're gonna be like you're gonna be dead weight once the zombie exactly. apocalypse. Starts. I, I don't know yeah. about that, Zach. I think you'd be good in a zombie apocalypse. I don't know why I think that, but I'm sure you would be. I yeah. think Zach would sacrifice everyone before him. Oh Zach. well, I mean, those <laughs> yeah. are not mutually exclusive. We need Zach. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like Zach. Zach will just be like the person who who just like shoves somebody in front of the zombie mm-hmm. and then runs. He's like this person because... will buy us the most time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like let's let's get this guy. Like it's all about the it's all about the strategy and, and the organizing and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. It's a it's a possibility. There are there are soft skills that are also important in the zombie apocalypse. Like what like are, what? Like helping people not lose their, their ever loving mind. Interesting. Um in the middle, oh. like okay, just mm. just just calm down and actually let's make a plan here. Yeah. Right? This is not something okay. I considered day. before. That this could be, right. this no. could be like we, we're all just thinking about getting into our station wagons and um, going to raid the local grocer grocery store. Yeah. But you're thinking yeah. about like tackling it from the mind. Oh, maybe that's it because they're all after brains, and you're like, I'm trying to fix brains too, baby. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. I, I think I think Zach would use it like Jedi mind powers. You yeah. mean like you should go walk in front of that horde of zombies? Your life <laughs> isn't worth it. Oh you're my right. god. Yeah, those are two- Right, like just flipping the psychology and just like becomes yeah. a it, he weaponizes it. Yeah, he's using that that trusting relationship he has with people. He's like, well, I guess Zach knows best. Yeah, just immediately so. like you know what we're all going to be really appreciative. Think of how much your the the long life your family is going to live from your sacrifice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the military wow. has been doing this for decades, right? So military and some be. radical <laughs> some radical yeah. groups. Yeah, that's yeah, hey, it's well documented. Okay, I see what. Man. Zach knows how to turn us into kamikaze pilots. I see. This this escalated so quickly. Well, I'm. (laughs) This is this is what I was. um, I knew we were going to get to this point when we talked last time. I knew that we were just on the brink, but we just unfortunately ran out of time. But I really wanted to get into Zach's head about uh, the zombie apocalypse itself, what he would do about it, and then how he would radicalize people that trusted him to uh, (laughs) turn people against each other. Exactly. Exactly. That's that. See, you're the people that they talk about that we should be more scared of the people than the zombies, Zach. Yeah, that's well, a great I mean, point. What kind of true. zombies are in real life, though? Like in in like because we all know the zombie apocalypse is going to happen. So, Zach, are we talking about fast zombies, slow zombies, walking zombies? Like what? What's what's the variety that's oh, most likely? That is. See, I I, I come with the hard question. Chelsea, know what how kind of zombies do you answer. think there are? My wife's going to join us for a quick second here. Yeah, for Perfect. sure. Uh, wrong show. She brought she brought me a coffee from McDonald's. That's a completely the, wrong show, but um, appreciate the effort. What kind of in real life? What kind of zombies are there? Like fast zombies, slow zombies. Like are they are they sprinting after you? Are they like World War Z, making walls and no, stuff? No, I would say more like Walking Dead is how I would picture. Walking them. Like Dead. Regular people yeah. that don't move super fast, but mm. not like arms out. Is it? Can I ask? Required that a zombie is it required that a zombie dies? To be a zombie. That's like, what I'm wondering. Oh, like yeah, let's virus. flesh this out. Yeah. Right. Well, like, I think, can I also, can we just put some boundaries around this as well? Mm-hmm. Are these zombies located in Canada, the U.S.? Where mm. are we? We need to define parameters on this. Because uh, if they're Canadian zombies, I think they're just all high on cannabis. Well, that, we already have those. I know, right? So we're not far maybe that's off. Maybe that's the start. I liked um, I Am Legend. I'm pretty sure that that zombie apocalypse was, or the end of the world was caused by um, somebody who thought that they cured cancer. And then it just killed everybody. Pretty much just vampires. Weren't, weren't they technically more like vampires? Oh, you might be right about that. Yeah, because they were all in the dark. I mean, like, yeah, it's. I, I think it was that. I, that was. I watched this thing recently that I think they were actually that was actually based on a on a book that was more about vampires, like 
whenever that actually took place. But I feel like um, I should read more. But yeah. No, you know what you do? Here's what you do. Look up things on YouTube like uh, a little thing called Thug Notes. Is a Thug great Notes. One. Um, that is like classic literature explained by um, a cool this dude? like thug guy from the Bronx or nice. I don't know what it is. Some sort of like inner city guy is is pretty. It, it's also like very intelligent. It's Justin Masson's side um, project, but it's hilarious. Oh, exactly, yeah, Nintendo right? Dad by uh, day, <laughs> thug yeah, literature okay. geek up, by y'all? night. Thug nights here. Oh, going to get offensive, yeah. I think. Um, or or just like yeah, I'm, I'm treading lightly on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I haven't crossed lines already. Yeah, no, you haven't. Um, you're good. It's only twenty then, minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. Hey, just like that. If there's if there's one thing that. Um, anyways, uh, the, <laughs> so yeah, the, actually there is a lot of really, a lot of great stuff on YouTube that you can find that just like reviews, like actual good literature and stuff. And then it seems like, you know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but you really watch like a seven minute video. So yeah, yeah. You're, and you've also, future. and if you find the good stuff, you also get like a good literary critique in the same video. And so then it seems mm-hmm. like you also have an opinion, which is even better. I so. mean, that's half the, that's half the internet experience. <laughs> Um, Zach, how long until you kill a man in the zombie apocalypse? How long do you last before you have to shoot somebody in the face? Uh, long as necessary, as short as possible. No, as short as necessary, as long as possible. <laughs> that sounds like a reasonable answer. I, I don't know that I could really even put a timestamp on it. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with how quickly uh, you came up with yeah, it. it. I'm 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 more impressed how much, I think, thought you've given to that. Yeah, I think he's... Like, that felt like something in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been asked that question before. <laughs> or have spent a good amount of time mapping that out on a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Potentially, it's a, it's something that definitely. I I guess I just know. I don't know. You, I, just, you just know what you know. I really I wanted know. to bring the Christmas spirit to this episode, so I'm really glad that oh, that sorry. we're that we're back here, guys. Um, but before we get there, Justin, how 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 are we all like? What's what is the apocalypse? Is it a zombie apocalypse? Is it a meteor hitting us? Are we like are the ice caps melting and we're all drowning? Like, what's what's the end of the world look like for Justin Masson? I, I think I think the end of the world starts off with an, an internet outage. Mm, yes, um, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, and that's where it starts, mm-hmm. right? And I think uh, that becomes the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much Mr. Robot. Do you know what I mean? It starts with the money. It starts with the numbers. Starts with the internet, and then everything goes to hell. And then it is every man for himself. Um, is is kind of where I think that starts. There's actually a really great episode of South Park where the internet goes down. And mm. and civilization just like deteriorates. Just hilarious how quickly things escalate or de-escalate or whatever. And yeah. the solution, of course, like like we should have known right from the start. You um, unplug the internet and then you plug the internet back in, and it comes. Of course it comes you do, back. and just restart it, right? Yeah, and then we're all good. Exactly. It's just like a giant box. It says the internet. It was. It was. It was like the a big like blue Linksys router from like 1997. <laughs> like. Oh, it was so it was no, so like, perfect. I, I do think that. Like, have you ever seen a child like nowadays who doesn't have internet connection? Yeah, they look like they are about to be turned into zombies themselves. Yeah, no, I'm like with they them. are about to bite your arm off and kill you for internet. What is life without the internet, Zach? Oh, that is well. You know, I was actually just. I think. Can you imagine now? Like, our children will not grow up with the 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 reality that, like, if you have a question, yeah. you can't look up the answer immediately. No, mm-hmm. right. Right. Like, like that's a new concept mm-hmm. of like, I don't know. Let's look it up. Right. Where it's like, OK, well, let's let's drive down to the library and pull out the Rolodex and look up this thing in the Dewey Decimal System. Like, that's how they used to do it. Mm-hmm. That's how the world worked. And now it's. Like, I crazy. caught 
I caught my daughter a couple days ago, speaking of the internet. She has uh, an Alexa in her room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm going to my room to do homework, doing some math homework. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And the door is open, and I walk past her, and she says, Alexa, what is eight times seven? No. And I went, no. We weren't even allowed calculators. I know. And she's like, well, what? It's my math assignment. I was like, no, no, no. Like, we are, I was... I was like, we are not you Here. upstairs now. Imagine like, all the kids in an exam room going yeah. with their with their Google Watch or whatever, their Apple Watch yeah. is like, hey Siri. What's But here's the here's the thing though. Like this is a real thing, is why not? Like 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 the, the entire paradigm of of testing and te- and needing to know information, like like I like logically I understand this idea. I'm I'm facing this right now because I'm having to write the E triple P and I'm trying to cram as much information as I can into my brain. Mm-hmm. But ninety percent of the things that I'm having to learn and memorize, I literally sit here and think like I, I am familiar enough with it that I'm like, ooh, I've heard of that before. In other words, I could look that up if I needed it. Whereas I don't like and there are things that really how often do you have things throughout the day that you think wow, I really should know that, but then you can't look it up. Of course you can look it up. That's what the internet's for. Yeah. And so it, it actually is interesting to change. Like, it'll be interesting to see how that changes it's, all sorts of it's things. A whole, it's a whole dichotomy shift in learning, right? And so like, we talk about this at work as well. And like, what we're seeing is a shift, in, especially in like, you know, I, I, I focus more on adult learning because that's my profession, right? But it's, but it's what we would call just-in-time learning, right? So a great example of this is you have to change a tire on your car. Do you know? Do either of you really know how to change it right now? I really do, actually. You really do, yeah, genuinely. I, I change okay. my tires for for winter. Okay, but perfect. but I see where so, you're going with this because it's more most like people probably don't. more like so a, like a hand, very handyman thing, like like change like change my toilet out. Like if I need yeah. to fix my toilet, I'm right there with you with the Justin Time yeah, Exactly. So it's it's I'm going to Google it or I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going YouTube to watch University. this video five or six times. I'm going to figure it out, solve it myself, and for you know five six days, that information will be sticky. It'll it'll sit there. It'll be remembered. But then I don't need to use it anymore. So it'll slide away. Yeah. And then I'll fill that space with something else. Right. The idea there being is that what we're now not having to fill our space, our minds with of, of these tasks we have to do because they're now more remedial and we have access to that knowledge is that should give us more high level um, complex problem solving thinking kind of up here, right? Like I've I've now freed up the space because I don't need to know these numbers. I don't need to know this process, so I can you know spend that energy on more much more complex and intellectual things. But instead, we play Candy Crush, so it doesn't <laughs> quite work out that way. But I think right. I think there's but a I huge think, shift like, dichotomy for learning. Well, and I think too that like basically what you what you do learn and that does stay with you is like the next time that you needed to do something similar to it. Maybe you don't know how to do it, but you know you're confident that you could figure it out. Yeah, right? what you're what you're having access to there, Zach, is experiential learning, right? right. You've I've experienced this before. I understand premises around it. I, I have a feeling of I know what that's like, but I haven't necessarily got it completely. But I'm pulling on those paths, and that's a huge thing as well, right? Yeah, I, absolutely. Well, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, I'm in very deep in thought here because as we're talking about this, because I I struggle with this as well, just on a day to day basis of things that I don't need to use 
every single day, but I'm able to live my life and I'm able to do the things I'm able to do be from a foundation of knowledge that I'm able to kind of, whether I'm realizing how fast I'm going in my car or how much I need to spend on a cup of coffee or how much, like I do, I do quick math in my head about like, okay, I bought this cup of coffee. If I do this every single day, it's going to be this much. If I do it every day for the month, then all of a sudden like this budgeting choice that I'm making has an impact on like, can I feed food to my family? So that's a yeah. quick thing that I need to do that I don't necessarily want to be asking like Alexa or Google um, mm-hmm. if I should be doing that because before I know it, I could put my, my family in peril. Now, that's a, it's hyperbolic for the point of illustration. But like at what point do you go, these are things that are foundational that I need to operate as a human being. And these are things that like if I need to change my toilet, that's just a one-time thing. Like that's – so I don't think that the, the we can swing completely over out of the way to go, you don't need to I know agree. how math works. You don't need to know, know like your multiplication tables. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I just think we need to be very critical and careful as we move into this age where – every piece of information or how to do something is at our fingertips. There's still a very slow interaction between, I want to know this piece of information. I'm going to Google it. Then I'm going to read it or find the right answer and then use that versus just knowing it. Yeah. And I think, you know, you kind of mentioned that commentary a second ago, Sean, of like, what's that list? My argument is that lift list probably changes every single day. Yeah. Right. And at some point how to change a tire was on that list. Right. Do you know what I mean? And and so over time that has been adjusted to be something different. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So I think, you know, I, I, I think whatever that, that core fundamental list is, right. I think, I think we, we as parents need to move into those ideas of like, what are foundational core things that are not taught in schools or are found on Google, but rather, you know, how do you treat your, or how do you teach your children compassion? Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I was going to say there's, there's like the, the, uh, there's like the kind of learning that's more procedural, more how to do things like changing yeah. a tire. Mm-hmm. But then there's also more, you know, things like, and I think this is where, where to what you're saying, like compassion would definitely be one of them. Like the thing that I go to as well is like critical thinking. Yeah. Right. Or like, do you, do you know, like if you don't value that education or if that education slips in some way and you don't learn how to learn or you don't learn how to think and you don't have a certain base that you can draw from to be like, hang on, that sounds like BS. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that suddenly is like, that is in some areas of the world. I mean, I think even in Canada, it's it, in Canada, it's less than a problem in certain parts of the States. I know that that's a pretty significant concern. Yep. Um, yeah. And I think, and I think when we're having more and more technology in our world, we become more and more reliant on it. A lot, you know, you know, I think, you know, great example is, the amount of times that someone will read just a, a clickbait headline on Facebook and believe that to be true. Yeah. Right. You know, take the take the ability to dig into it, to to understand, do critical thinking, to evaluate, to understand and to begin to kind of make those those right decisions as to whether this is true or false. Um, I think that's, a you know, those are skills that we need to be able to to build and to be able to, um, pa- you know, f- pass along as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So I think about the, and I don't know how much we want to talk about education here, but I, I've, I have a few friends and some people think <laughs> I only have a few friends. Some of them like really despise their university experience. I thought it like taught me, um, I can't remember if it was Zach or Justin said, like, you need to learn how to learn. Mm-hmm. And, I, and mm-hmm. I just, I, I have a tremendous, I put a tremendous amount of value in like the friction that is applied. And like, so the, to go back to the Alexa example, like the friction is removed completely to mm-hmm. to getting that question so yeah. i think that there's like 
will I need to know exactly like off the top of my head what 14 times 12 is? Like probably, probably not, but the friction that is applied to making me and forcing me to learn that and to learn how to learn and learn how to memorize, like that's really what I, what I would value and would want to maybe kind of hold me in my old man ways. Like, Oh, we're not changing because I want to see it. But I think that that's, I think there's something to that and I'm not sure exactly what, um, I don't know that anybody really knows what that's supposed to look like in the future. Maybe that's the scariest part about educating or educating our kids is we don't know what this is, mm-hmm. what this is going to do, how this is going to turn out, but let's design an entire curriculum over like what we think. I don't know if Zach, if there's anything that you're seeing from um, your, your world in uh, academics that maybe there's not so much to be afraid of, but I'm a little worried that we don't know, like we change math, like new math or long math or whatever. And we don't know if this is going to be good or bad, but it's a standard. So let's deal with it. Well, I think I think it's interesting because there are certain things that everybody learns that you're like, eh, do you really need to know that? Um, but there's also some things that everybody should learn, and it's and like I, I question all the time, a why didn't I learn this? Why like, didn't nobody like ever what? teach me this? Like how to do your taxes? Yeah, totally. For example, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, okay, well it's tax time. Okay, well how do I do that? I go to the tax place and pay them however much, and then exactly, I, I and then I'm upset that I had to pay somebody to do my taxes. Yep. Right. But, and so like, that's the kind of thing where like, okay, well then you would need to know some kind of math. You would need to know some kind of like financial, have some financial skills around it or, or whatever. Right. Um, but then there, and, and like another one is like good, good communication in a relationship. Right. Mm. Like, like here's how to, when you're, when, you know, when your wife does something that really bothers you, here's how to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's what to do. Here's what not to do. And that's the kind of thing that I look at. Like I honestly, from the second I learned long division, I've never had to do it again and I never will. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and some people, maybe they do need to know that. And that's great. That that can fall under like specialized learning. Yeah. Right. If that's going towards something that you need to know, but everybody needs to know how to communicate to somebody and how to, to do it in a positive way. And don't just say, be kind because some people grow up in families where it's absolutely not modeled. And yeah. some families that would think like, wow, you know, I really, because you love somebody, uh, it, you, how can you not tell them that they're an idiot when they do something? Well, mm-hmm. they're, you know, because I love them and that's my way of showing love. Well, that's, that doesn't help anybody. Right? Yeah. It doesn't really that, add like, up. That is a, that's, and so there are th- I think that there needs to be a match with what are the like, day-to-day tasks and to build i guess the term that i would use is competence mm-hmm. for like daily living and things like that and some things too that like there are things that you're not going to need to know and some that you will and it's tricky it's hard because if you go back to like if you go back to like for example you want to get like super um go back in like human history in like you know maybe like tribal settings or something like that um there every everybody had a job and everybody learned the job they needed to know. And you didn't learn anything else. If you didn't need to read, you didn't learn how to read. Mm-hmm. If you didn't. And there is, there are definite issues with that for sure. Like I'm not saying that people shouldn't learn how to read. Like, yes, you should, but there were there like you, the more you sort of gravitated towards a certain area, the more skills you learned about it. And there was much more specialization around things too. So well, clear, it's tricky. I don't clear know. roles and responsibilities is probably more in like Justin Masson's kind of like, that's more in your wheelhouse. Like that, what is it about a, a clear role or responsibility that like just generates satisfaction for people? 
Like, why why do I get, is it just a comfort thing of like, I know what is expected of me. I know what I'm supposed to do. Like, why, why, why aren't well, we more I, better at? I think, I think, I think it's, I think it's hundred percent. It's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. If I know if, if I know my job is to, is to bang out 30 widgets and you know that my job is to bang out 30 widgets and we're all clear about this. But what's this. so wrong about 33 or 27? Like, what is There's it about not, the variance no. that, that, that well, causes well, such well, discomfort? I, I think it allows you to measure success. Mm. If 30 is my goal, am I above or below, mm-hmm. right? And that allows you to say, am I being successful or productive based on our agreed guidelines, mm-hmm. right? So in, in a, you know, in a, in a tribal positioning, let's go back to, to, to Zach's point, you need to go catch 30 fish because yeah. 30 people are in this tribe. And we all and need if you're, to, yeah, and if you catch 27, not, who's going hungry? And now, then those three tra- people are turning into zombies for God's sake. Right. And that's it all over. Right. So, mm-hmm. but it, but is that like, am I, am I being successful? Am I meeting what I need to in this community to allow for us to be where we need to be? Mm-hmm. Right. Not so, only that, so but like then Joe down, you know, Joe, who's this up and coming new kid, he can't, he can, he can catch 33 fish. Right. And so all of a sudden you're in danger. Right? Yeah. Like they, you could be, you could be replaced and then you're, mm. like that's a that's a big concern right so mm-hmm. what, what about justin what about in situations where i think it's i think you're right i think performance like meeting that performance is part of it and fitting a role is part of it but but i think there's more to it than that because i think there are a lot of people who end up in especially you know coming to see me as a psychologist and they're like turns out like i i i make a, a solid like 36 widgets a day you know, following this like metaphor, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, and I friggin' hate widgets, and I I always have it. I never want to, <laughs> I never want to see another widget again in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I think that so that it's more than just the role too, right? I think yes. it's, um, but it's something that uh, I think that there's like an element of fulfillment and um, passion and like. I guess like the term would be like self-actualization that also needs to be a part of that. For sure. Right. Like, like does, does, does pounding that widget or whatever it is, catching those fish bring you joy. Right. Or, or feeling you adds, your widgets, boys adds, adds, va- mm-hmm. adds value or adds purpose to you that you can, that you can connect with. Cause if how it's, does if that it not bring you joy? How does that right? not bring you joy? <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it doesn't, then you've got, then you've got a challenge. Yeah. Right. Well, the so. dangerous thing I think, and, and maybe this uh, can get into a little bit of the Christmas spirit, though, is um, I know when I first became a dad too, like I struggled with this as well about this expectation that I like created out of nowhere of like what like being a great dad was about, and like all the things like I was focusing so much on shortcomings versus like actually the things that I was doing okay. So it completely flipped my my approach to literally every single day, and that's kind of like. It's kind of, I think, a part of maybe the social media element of our lives where it's like we're now comparing ourselves to the entire world at the exact same time. Um, mm-hmm. And I want, But I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Christmas and getting the family ready for, for Christmas and how that like relates to um, maybe what your parents did. Getting ready, getting you, you ready for Christmas, uh, getting like the, the the meals and everything like that, and the house ready, and you know you're doing the whole like um, national lampoons hanging from the from the outside of the house, hanging the Christmas lights. Like, what is Zach? What is getting the house ready for Christmas for you, and how does that compare with like how you maybe envisioned it would be when you when you became a dad? Oh yeah, no, I think I think that it's. I feel like so many things like my attitude in life um, and and this is maybe a little bit broader of an answer. um, But I read that. I don't know if I 
I've talked about this before. Anyways, I've talked about somebody to somebody about this. Uh, the book's called Essentialism. Um, I don't know if you heard of it, but essentially, it's it's basically this idea that like the less is better, like do less but do it better, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think we and talked so, about a little bit about this, like when we're like saying no to people is really an important part. Is that the same book? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, exactly. Okay. So it, it was this that I talked about. It. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but I think that it really. Uh, you know, at risk of repeating myself, I think part of it is like we do we do some baking, right? We do yep. some, you know, we uh, we're very much like when I first saw those, you know, those things where you just like put the the single projector on your lawn and it like does the disco lights mm-hmm. on the front of your house. You know, we're like, ah, oh, that's good enough. There's some Christmas spirit for you. Yep. Uh, throw up some garland and some lights, and um, you know, my wife has a lot of cool like trinkets and stuff she's got in bins that we bring out and put on the shelves and stuff, and um. It's usually like, you know, a couple evenings of setting up and then the, the Christmas baking is like ongoing and it like half of it gets eaten as we make it and the other half goes into storage until the week of Christmas. Nice. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think it's so I think the atmosphere is definitely a part of it. That was a big part of my family growing up. We actually don't do it nearly to the same extent that my that my parents did. But also, I think that my parents were much more um I want to say like we grew up in like a small town and so it was almost like a thing to drive around and look at the Christmas lights. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was always like, Oh, did you see so-and-so's lights this year? Um, Whereas my wife and I both, I think one of the things I really value about our similarities is that we're just like, it's good enough for us. If people don't like it, whatever. (laughs) Like really, you're actually, you're actually good with it. You're not just like trying to convince yourself. "Uh, I don't want to worry about it. Like try to try and avoid, avoid the, the negative um, element of comparing yourself to somebody else. You're like, you're just actually right, like yeah, perfectly no, fine think, with it. I think, I think my wife and I genuinely just like, we like the very hold ourselves to our own standard and yeah. not like external standards, which, which I mean, I think that for a lot of people, maybe that's something that I, I think that we vary between that looking confident and yeah. that looking abrasive Com- or completely like <laughs> apathetic. Yeah. I guess it, it, like, yeah. just like, I don't care. Just don't care. Like I couldn't care less. Just everybody else can do whatever they want to do. And, but like, I think that there's freedom to be found in that too. It seems kind of liberating. What about you, Justin? Like, what's the, like you're, you're doing a podcast right now. So you're not, you're not decorating. Like, is your tree up right now? Like you guys oh, yeah. ready? Oh yeah. yeah. We're yeah, three weeks tree. away ish. Yeah. And no, our tree used to go up on November 15th. Yep. Used just to be after Remembrance Day. Yeah. It just used to be the methodology. My wife absolutely loves and adores Christmas. Now, interestingly enough, she loves the idea of Christmas, the family, or sorry, I shouldn't say that, the gathering, the baking, the joy, the giving, mm-hmm. right? That kind of part. But there's, it's nucleus. There's this kind of the chaos of the family, which um, she, I don't think she enjoys as much, but I think she kind of does at the same time. But then she also very much fights the, fights the consumerism of Christmas, yeah, right, of the materialism. Um, but this Christmas is actually very interesting for us. This is the first, our Christmas, obviously, first Christmas back in Canada since Ireland. And for the last two years, now we have traditionally always done a, what I call the Southern Alberta Roadshow. Nice. And what I mean by that is that all of our family is not with us, so we would always travel to to them. Mm -hmm. So it would be Christmas Eve, traveling up from Lethbridge to Calgary and visiting Grandma, and then going from Calgary to Airdrie and there for a couple days, and Airdrie to Canmore and then there for a couple days, and then Canmore down to Nanton and there for a couple days, and then back to Lethbridge. So it's like you see the inside of your car a lot. Yeah. Awesome. And it's 
you know, it's always packing up the kids and packing up everything. And, and as, as we as parents, it becomes tiresome, right? You just want to just want to sit down and fall asleep on the, in front of the television and do nothing because it's yeah. also your holidays, right? Mm-hmm. So the last two Christmases that we were in Ireland, our first one, we did this amazing thing, which was we didn't have to go anywhere because no, we were not going back to Canada for Christmas. Right. So we took a seven day holiday, left Ireland on December 22nd and flew to Barcelona, Spain and got a small beachside house. And we had this amazing just the four of us Christmas. And it was just just that sounds amazing. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> like complete um, opposite. And not, and not amazing because it was necessarily Barcelona. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. But it was just the four of us and we were able to remove ourselves from that chaos. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, the previous, the last year we did the kind of the same, we just stayed in Ireland. It doesn't sound as sexy as Barcelona. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of part and parcel of it. But I think the the challenge I think with it and, and I think as a, as parents, you know, I think this goes back to your question, Sean, is that like measuring yourself self to others. Yeah. Right. What are they doing? Oh, they went and saw the Christmas lights. Oh, they went and did the baking. Oh, my gosh. They just fed the the homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, did yeah. they just solve world hunger? Like, mm-hmm. and, and you're, and it's, and it's, uh, and then there's feeling like there's obligations. Oh, the neighbor across the street got me a, a gift. Oh, my, do I have to go give them a gift? I don't want to give mm-hmm. them a gift. Yeah. I don't like them stressful. that much. Right. Like, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we keeping up with the Joneses? It seems like it is all about expectations and yeah, compare and comparing oneself to, yeah, so many, there's so many points of comparison. That's why I, I kind of like Zach's um, approach, which is like, just don't even try. It's kind of like, yeah. I mean, there's, I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> it seems, that's, that's not what, that's not what I meant. And I know that's not what you said. <laughs> like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. Well, I, I would, I what I would say, what I would say though, is like, <laughs> I, I think it's important to know, like, like what's actually important to you. Yeah. Right. And if there, like, if there is a situation where somebody, where somebody gives, uh, somebody gives you something, you're like, Oh, what the heck do I have to give something to them now? Like, well, yeah. were you planning on it? Like, yeah. I think that for some, for some people, there's this, this, you know, this balance of were you planning on it? Is it going to be that big of a deal to just make one more box of like homemade chocolates and send them over? Right. Yeah. And I think that that's because that person you don't like you have no idea of like turns out that family ends up like sending you know stuff to like a hundred different people and yeah. you are nobody special to them either it turns out and they're Dang. not gonna miss your present you know yeah I mean? and 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 they were and they weren't in it they weren't in it to get something but their belief is to give it away do you know what I mean like they may yeah. very much be a family of like i just like i i you know the, the statement of give christmas away yeah. Do you know what I mean, I have joy and I want uh, to be, I want, I've been blessed and I want to bless you. And, you know, hey, here's a here's a here's a box of chocolates or mm-hmm. homemade baking or a gift card somewhere. Just a little a little thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and you and you never know. You never know what that impact may be to someone. Um, I remember and this is kind of a, uh, uh, an interesting time talk about previous Christmases long, long time ago. I was very young. My folks had just separated. So it was just me and my mom. Mm. And I remember I was in the bath one night getting ready, you know, I was probably five having a bath and my mom, uh, there was a knock at the door. My mom goes and this neighbor who lived down the street from us didn't say much, pretty quiet guy. Couldn't tell you his name had bought me a Christmas gift and he wanted to bring it over. And it was a massive GI Joe airplane. And like just the kindness of his heart. That was it. Do you know what I mean? That's and it turns best. out what he was doing was he was giving his Christmas away to a bunch of the other kids who lived in the area as well. So I was 
I was kind. I was blessed enough that there's. I got a GI Joe, big, huge, and it wasn't just like a twenty dollars. Like it was like a massive. Like the mm-hmm. box was bigger. I think than I the remember airplane. that thing. Yeah, man. right. Do you know what I mean? And like my friend, a couple doors down, got this. But that was that was his thing. He didn't have kids. He 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 probably he probably thought you know times may have been tough or whatever it was. But that was what he get, and that memory stuck has stuck with me mm-hmm. like for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just you know what's what. What people do, and and you know, and again, I think Zach goes back to your statement of like, was your man's expectation wasn't that like my mom, my mom was be like, oh, and by the way, here's the fifty dollar gift we have for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just out of his own kindness. But but I think nowadays we feel like we fall into this tit for tat of expectations and giving back, and you know, you gave me something, so I have to give you something, and, and it's and it's you know, it's just going to destroy yourself eventually. No kidding. Well, and one of the reasons I wanted to ask you guys about this is because you justin you earlier painted a picture that is uh that i feel very guilty about when i do it is i go to either my parents house or chelsea's mom's place and they're slaving in the kitchen all day like they'll they'll do that forever and i know chelsea and i like we we just have we'd actually rather them not do that we'd rather mm-hmm. like ordering pizza so we can actually spend time together but like mm-hmm. they're what they want to do like for them to um show their love for the family is to like spend all day in the kitchen and make this extravagant mm-hmm. meal um, we have no interest in that. And on top of that, well, all I want to do, like to your point, I want to sit on the couch and do nothing and enjoy my vacation time. And so there, it's a bit of an inequity in my mind of like I <laughs> trying to discover the motivation to put on Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what has made Christmas so awesome for me. But I almost have to maybe it's Zach's um, um, advice, which is just maintain your core maintain like what is important to you and make that the Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't I like, it's just different though. Like it's, I've never been yeah, more I mean, aware so, of how yeah. different it is. I, I think it is. Like, I think, you know, th- to them, maybe that meal is, is, you know, and, uh, love languages, interesting book yeah. to read. If you haven't checked it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was dancing cool. around the term for sure. Right. Yeah. The love languages, but that, that, that may be your parents love language, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is to serve, well, is to bring people yeah. together and, and not that you're a bad person for seeing a couch. Although I think you need to check yourself. Yeah, I probably um, should. But, <laughs> no, you're right. But, like, but, but, it, but no, there could, be, time, there could be right? some joy for you as well of like kind yeah. of getting in the kitchen and getting your hands dirty too. And like that could yeah. be, or, that could be fun or, um, and, and, and the other, th- the other thing that I would say from a, a parenting perspective, right. And I think that, that I think we probably, as we become older and mature in this, and I think, especially if it's your own parents, there's mm-hmm. probably this comfort of like, my son, my daughter, mm-hmm. their family feels comfortable to come here and have a respite, like mm-hmm. allow for that rest here. So if you want to sit on the couch, Sean, and mind yourself and watch the telly or whatever it is, and you know, your kids sleep and, and it allows for you to have that, that rest, that break, it may be your parents desire for that. It may be for their, their love for you to say, yeah, come here. We've got food prepared yeah, for you. I, I, I'm rest, definitely aware of that. I think that, that rest, is. Will you, will you fill your tank and yeah. just, we just want to, we just want to be servants to you. And, and I think that it helps serve you and, and provide that opportunity. That is um, the case, but I think I need to start practicing like doing that and providing mm. that respite as well. And, and also like leading by example, because I think there's, there's certain things that you can say to somebody, but there's also, it's, it's complete. It's 10 times more powerful. Like get off your butt, get in the kitchen do, or do something like be working yeah. and not to, just be sitting on the couch because I like yeah. I think of like when I think of my parents, I think of their work ethic. Mm-hmm. So if Lincoln looks at me sitting on the couch and whenever there's an opportunity I, to do it, like it's the last thing he's going to think 
And then it's the last yeah. thing he's yeah. going to strive towards. So it's like, it's very complex, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very, cause it's, I think we're all living longer. Our parents are all living longer. We're able to get to a point in our lives where we're older when our kids are kind of younger. So it's just a little bit, it's a little bit different. We're not forced to grow up as fast as previous generations, I think, which mm-hmm. maybe speaks mm-hmm. to this whole podcasting about video games well into our thirties yeah. and forties. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting too. And so like my parents are, so this year, for the first year we're not coming so like i grew up just outside of lethbridge mm-hmm. like for people listening at home that's what like just in like five and a half hours six hours i don't know somewhere from else. edmonton from edmonton yeah like five hours yeah, five hours um yeah and so this is the first year that that we that my parents are coming here for our christmas and one of the i was talking to my dad about this and he we, we were just sort of he was saying like you know it's kind of cool where like we have our own traditions but but our kids are all kind of getting to the place where where like it is now we are turning you know passing the torch to you and mm-hmm. and like they set this expectation ahead of time basically saying like you know what like we are just here to enjoy in your traditions mm-hmm. and mm. like if if some of those are the same ones that we had you know when when I was a kid then great and if you have new ones that's cool and we're just mm-hmm. excited to be along for the ride yeah and and i think it's it, like that's something of really just taking it taking the time to be like okay well like how like what does a good christmas like forget about what everybody else's expectations are like what is a good like what do you want christmas to be like yeah mm-hmm. right and and like going out of your way to make it that mm. and if other people don't like that then well whatever they don't have to they don't have to be part of Christmas, right? One of the yeah. things that that is in our neighborhood that we do that we really love. We've got a bunch of groups of friends that we uh, that we know, different couples or whatever, and we have every year. It's like the ugly, uh, the ugly sweater, yeah. you know, adults only Christmas party with like mm-hmm. cards against humanity. And like last year, we had Amazing. I kid you not, probably like a twenty-five person game of cards against humanity going all in ugly sweaty sweaters in our living room. And it was it. like one of the funnest things ever. Well, so, and, I, and I think that's interesting, Zach, because I think that that kind of leans in this idea. And I've just heard of this recently, Friendsgiving. Yeah. And I don't know if you've no, heard of that. And, I, and yeah. I don't know if this is a big American thing, but it's basically having Thanksgiving with your friends, either as opposed to your family or prior to going to your family, so that you don't have to play the role that you think you have to play, Sean. Interesting. Like it's kind of like the pressures of family are gone. These are because I think there's two things, right? There is there is so there's two things we have to realize. There is the family that we are born with biologically, right? There's the family that we choose to have, right? And those I think sometimes are two different things, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom my mom and my dad say I have to be here for Thanksgiving or Christmas. There's an obligation. Sure. As opposed to would who would my door is open to all of my friends. Come bring bring booze, bring cheese, bring fun, and we will be together. Do you know what I mean? And there's no there's no hyperbole, there's no roles. It's just friends hang out, but we're just gonna yeah. say it's closer Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah, but you you know, Justin, you set a you set a, a standard just by saying that you have to bring cheese. Like sure. that means like it's well, a pretty we're, we're it's a big pretty hoity toity. Yeah, like, you're pretty come on down, bring cheese, bring wine, not even mm. wine, just cheap beer. See, that's what I'm saying. Well, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. why you don't get invited? Back. I'm too high class for you. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, like I, I think there's a great conversation because I, I think about like what, and I want to ask you guys this too. Like, it's outside of even Christmas. Like, what do you want 
to teach your kids. I think I get a sense of like compassion and things like that. And like for me, it is, it's giving. So like if, if Christmas is less about like slaving in a kitchen all day and, and working the entire time, like how do we translate that into giving? Like how do we spend more time like um, talking about the presents that everybody in the house is getting, but like how do we get on the street and do the whole, like, I don't know if this is across the country or across borders, but like Santa's anonymous. We mm-hmm. buy presents and you give it to like less fortunate kids and things like that. Like I would rather, I'd, I would want to, I could do that all day. Like that. And that's maybe the thing is, is finding the things that, that motivate you and energize you and get you to the point where you can do that like all day long. Right. So one of the, one of the big things that, that we did um, very early on um, for, for even Jody and I were married, we got to a point where we said, we're not buying each other Christmas gifts anymore Yeah, yep. because it, because it was an arms race. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was a stupid arms race. And like we were university, university students. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like pointless. So we said, why don't we instead, why don't we just pool our money together and let's adopt a family. And we went with Salvation Army and we would adopt a family and we would provide them that Christmas. So we wouldn't gift each other anything, but that was, that was our thing. That's awesome. We did that for, oh. and we, we believed in that before we were married. And so we continued that tradition every mm-hmm. single year. That's awesome. Um, and then as we rolled into being parents, that tradition became even more critical. Yeah. Right. So what we would do is when we would get a, the adopt a family list, we would sit down with our kids and say, we have a list of, of a family who has needs in our area and we're going to give Christmas to them. So we're going to come together and we're going to go over to Costco or Walmart. And, and there's this girl who's six years old. What do you think a girl who's six years old would like? Yeah. What do you think she wants? Right. Now we have the big grocery list. We're going to go and we're going to find all, get all these groceries. And we're going to have it all together. And we'd have everything in the car for the Salvation Army. Now, because of uh, privacy laws, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we can all imagine. I can't just roll up till you like someone else be like, here you go. Here's your Christmas. Right. That used to be the case. I've done it used that. Used to be. Yeah. There was a point where we were actually going to do that. that. We can't now. Um that's then, crazy. You're right. You totally can't do that yeah. anymore. But we oh, would we then, know where all the poor people live. Yeah. But we would then <laughs> so we would then I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Take, we would then with the kids take the kids and all of our stuff down to like the Salvation Army drop off. Yeah. So that they so they could see that and get that idea. Now, I'm not saying that ever in the world has to do that. And that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. that's what that for us was a how do we there was two couple of really important purposes there. How do we move away from this idea of materialism? Mm-hmm. Right. My kids don't need, and I'm saying this, don't need the latest Xbox, the billions of toys they don't use. But the, Justin, I want to, I want to ask you about this. The next Xbox is going to have twelve teraflops of graphical I, power. I, I don't even. I I'm I have three teraflops just on my tummy. Damn! Right? Oh, right? good call. Yeah, look at that. Grateful for what you have. So, so it's so it's so it's the idea of giving it away. It's the idea of compassion. Yeah. It's the idea of lack of. But so so that idea of. What are the core fundamentals you want to teach your children? How do you find ways to model that, right? Mm-hmm. And now, are we perfect for that? No, <laughs> and, yeah. and we're flawed, right? But but understanding that was that was important to us. So I don't mm. know. that was an, that's an example of, of I, um, hopefully your your question. I don't even remember what the question was. Um, Zach, how was your decade, man? This is the last episode of the GamerCast of the decade, the same decade that birthed the We the GamerCast. How was your How was your twenty tens, man? Oh yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, a little bit. I think I think back on like where I was at the end of like 2009. Well, yeah. that was, I mean, I was married for like I'd only been married for like a year or two. A I minute. wasn't a dad yeah. yet. Yeah, so I became a dad. Well, I guess I became a dad in September 2010. 
Look at that. Yeah. So like, so that's it's been the year of of fatherhood, I guess, or the decade of fatherhood is what that's been, and the next nice. two decades. Will, well, I guess the rest of my life, technically, but you know. Um, <laughs> I suddenly yeah, have so tremendous good. regret that that Chelsea and I didn't like time it like that. Like we we should have just like kept this all to a single decade. We're sort of in the middle and like, wow. You know in. what's you know what's funny actually. Now that I do the math, it's like the turn of the, like my my son was born in in September of 2010. So it quite literally was like, like conceived oh, wow. a child oh, oh, right wow. at the start of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that took me a second to catch up on that. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Anyway, um, so that's fun. Uh, that's yeah, fun. I think, I think, uh, I think it's it's really it's an interesting time to be you know to kind of go from from like I was still in school at the beginning of like I was in school for a long time. I was in yeah. school for nine yeah. like university for nine years, which is stupid. But um and so it's been a lot of like, wow, weird. I'm actually an adult now. Like it, it's this like I feel like an adult. I feel like I'm like I I have more or less peaked and it's uh all downhill all downhill, downhill from here. From here. Mm-hmm. Yeah I'm glad yeah, I brought it up. No, <laughs> well, but it's also it's also interesting too because it's it, it's this thing where like I now feel that like okay well it's all, it's both downhill and uphill from here right sure. like where there's there's a lot more possibilities but it's more of like okay well I finally I finally found my um, my lane if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. um, and it was a and for me it was actually a pretty big process of figuring out where my lane was going to be and what I was going to do. So, um, and weirdly, Justin, when did we start in town? That was like halfway through. That was like 2015, right? Tw- uh, 2014. Was it really? Yeah. That's how, you know, how, wow. that's how we just celebrate five years. That's math. That's, that's math. Didn't have to ask Alex on that one. That's mm. incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. So like that was more than half of that was, um nintendo dads existed which was super well like super let's cool. be honest you're half nintendo dads i don't know about that well you know there, there's <laughs> something about like <laughs> legacy or i don't know <laughs> never mind go back and um, go back an episode yeah i don't know anyway so that's uh that's a that's a uh yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to kind of look back and think wow i was a total you know what's interesting is i think that that like 20 like early to mid 20s to like the the 30s range you sort of you do a lot of changing in your 20s yeah um like you kind of become the person that you actually are if that makes sense or that you're going to be do you think do you, do you think that you're set like do you think that the that the mold is done like you're you've been molded or because i feel like every decade you could say that you'd be like you know what i've spent my teens and now i'm 20 and like this is this is who i am i know who i'm gonna marry I, i've done my education or whatever like you 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 and you can tell yourself that i think a lot but i don't know man maybe there no, or maybe fair. but that's, at the same totally time maybe fair. there is a we, we all have like um grandparents for example who are just like they just didn't change like at some point they just stopped adjusting with the rest of society well so I, and I think i think maybe it's, i think maybe more of what i mean by that too is that like that person that I, that that version of me that was always inside, it finally feels like it's on final the form, too, right? Like it's it like I hope I I hope I keep changing because change like the change that I've undergone has felt pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I and I that seems exciting that I would continue to do that. Yeah. 
How about um, you, Justin? How's your how's your how's your decade, dude? You know, I think like like Zach, I realized like at the age of twenty seven or twenty eight, that was as good as it was gonna get. Yeah. Like everything else, twenty eight was that good. Was I was like I like I was fit. I was about yeah, I was like here. forty fifty pounds lighter. Yeah, I was I was good looking. Do you know what I mean? Good looking now, like I again headshots, my friend. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I distinctly remember saying to my wife, I was like, just to let you know, that was the high point. Everything mm. else from here is like I hope you enjoyed when I was twenty eight because yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think the the last ten years has been, I, you know, from my perspective, pretty incredible, right? I was twenty ten was my second child, yeah, right. So I was already, I was already into that whole 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 parenting thing. Um, so and then you I, guys are in advanced stages of fatherhood. I keep forgetting that, man. You guys, are, yeah, you guys are up there. I mean, I don't yeah, know thank you, thanks. Scary. Thanks, Sean. Not what an age. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> like you're huh? like oh. you've gone through i kind of want to i want to i mean we can jump to this as well i want to ask you guys a little bit about like kind of like the phases of fatherhood as well like i'm very much in the early phases and like everything's everything's great like lincoln everything he says is hilarious and and he eats what's put in front of him like he doesn't really argue ever like he he says no but he just wants to say a word and knows what comes out and ellie's cute as a button so everything's golden but like they don't have their own opinions like they mm. don't have an Alexa in their room. They don't have to be responsible for homework or anything like that. Like talk to me a little bit about maybe Justin, I'll start with you. Like, like the, the flow of becoming a parent to like kind of where you are now, like there are definite, there are definite phases, both in where the kids are and like where you are and like your own comfort and your expertise and your approach to being a parent and being a dad. Yeah. I mean, my oldest is 11 now, yeah. uh, 11 going on 16. Yeah, no would doubt. be the way that I the, same here. Uh, the same way that I, the way that I would feel about that. Um, I think the interesting thing about parenting. I think some people have always said this. As soon as you feel like you have control or understand, like you're like, yeah, I got this. Mm-hmm. I've got whatever phases. The moment you think that or say that, tomorrow you won't. Yeah, tomorrow you're gonna hit with a brick truck and it will be a completely different phase it's like the mafia as soon as you yeah. think that you're uh, everything is fine you're probably going to get shot yeah in like, in like a, then your wife basically comes and says hey how about child number four yeah <laughs> yeah and then you're like surprise i <laughs> fixed that problem without mm-hmm. you knowing um, skateboarding and tried yeah. on the rails a little bit mm-hmm. exactly um, you know like I, I mean you know with 11 right now with my oldest um you know she's beginning puberty right she's beginning to go through some some big changes and big emotional changes mm-hmm. right a couple of days ago she had a had a freak out for you know because her pants were dirty yeah and it was just like uncontrollable I and i was like do you like do you need a hug she's like no and i was like what do you need and i'm like why are you crying and her response is i don't know oh man yeah. and you're like okay that's okay yeah. feelings, man yeah, do you want yeah. do you want just a hug like that? Like that thing is the most earth shattering, right? Yeah. And you go from moments of like just you know, man, daddy, I love you so much and I adore you, and you're like, oh man, I love my time with you, and you're just you're just my sweet little angel still, and I have those memories, and this is awesome. To like, hey, can I ask you to put your socks away? And they're like, I hate you. And it's oh, just God. this emotional journey, like peaks and valleys so quickly. Yeah. Um, and really yeah. real, visceral. Yeah, like it's. Uh, I I probably worry more now than I probably ever did, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's it's. I now realize, I probably don't have as much control as I wish I did. Yeah, and then it's, did I do right by you? Yeah, and, mm. you know, and a little bit of conversation before, 
Have those things I wanted to instill in you, mm-hmm. have they firmed up? Has the jello set, so to say, yeah. that will help? Dic- like, have I done, have I, have me and your, your mother done well to do those things for you that you are able to be successful? Because now I recognize that the influence that I have, uh, I don't have that anymore. I don't, yeah. I don't have that influence. Uh, you're getting that from either friends or that affirmation. Like, I can say, you, you're awesome. I love you and you look pretty. And it's like, dad, you just have to say that. But like, no, I don't. I probably yeah. should, that but mean I don't. It's not true. But it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean it's not true, and it's genuine, and I care. And it's like, no, right? And so there's, there's kind of those things. I read. I was reading a book for a while called uh, "Strong Fathers Ra- Raising Strong Daughters," uh, and I got about 15 pages into it. And I just about had a heart attack uh, because it, it it gave me nothing but fear for the rest of my life as it related to a father of daughters um, and the panics of like the influences they have, the pressures they have, and, and you know, um, just how they're treated. And I think in a world, in the media, like how everything is nowadays, we, like, we had issues growing up. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was bullying. There was yeah. all that. But not to the degree, and Zach, you could probably speak to this in a second, not to the degree and umph and tenth, you know, like, like that, that we see nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was being bullied at school, guess what? Bullying at school ended when I left school went home. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now it's cyberbullying. Now mm-hmm. it's all these, you know, these things that like just a pressure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, like, I don't know. I, there, well, there are I, days I wake up in a cold sweat. Yeah, so that's I how parenting is going to be for you sweet, later, Sean. Man. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Thanks for that high note. But also, but think, yeah, let yeah. me, let me just flip on this one before that, Zach. But the other incredible part um, is that they're discovering who they are. Yeah. I mean, like those those shining moments of like, Dad, this is this thing I'm really passionate about, and I want to show you. And you're like, man, you are so creative, or you're so amazing, and like, wow, like, just like like as much in that fear, but what you're seeing now is them forming into real people, like yeah. having genuine thoughts and conversations and understanding things and feelings and knowing what's right and what's wrong and passion and like that's the cool thing. Like yeah. that's the, wow, that's, that's absolutely amazing. But there's this double-edged sword of that of like, and guess what? Your parents felt the same way about you. That, and I was just going to flip it on you. Like thinking about right. like our parents, like 100%. thinking about these conversations that we have, like they have no idea, A, they have no idea, but then if they, they were listening in, like they have such direct influence on yeah. really all this. It's the nature nurture and everything like that. But yeah, Zach, I don't know if you were going to jump in there or not. Yeah, no, I think, I think the thing is for me too, kind of going along with that, I think, part of it that's sort of the through line kind of to your point justin about like the emotion too right like i have a daughter who's turning seven this year and she i had this funny conversation where there was some sort of like there was some sort of big catastrophe about something that i was like that does not seem like a thing that's this big right but we had a conversation afterwards that i was just like you know like you sometimes feel like you have a lot of feelings that just need to all come out at once She's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, I'm here to like talk to you about that. Right. And like, we could work through that together. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, that's, that's good. And it's, I think, you know, and we kind of just talked about it and, you know, sort of, I think for me, a lot of this like parenting comes down to this concept of what we call like attachment, right? Like this idea that, that as parents, our job is to be the safe home base. Yeah. We're the place, we're the place to come back to that, that um, we're there to help them understand what's going on around them, to help them navigate it, 
but your job isn't to be like a prison guard or something like that or like some sort of you know look at like helicopter parenting of like to protect them from the world your job is to be a crossing guard right mm. your job is a person to be there to or a guide to be like okay well let's let's get through this together but and i'm not but you know i i'm the person who you you know who you can trust you can talk to about this and that that i'm not I, i'm gonna love you no matter what right yeah and that, that's something and it's one thing to to feel that way it's another thing to have that be something that they know and that they feel and for mm-hmm. me i think that that's something that takes a lot of care and maintenance especially when it feels like mom and dad are like the terrible bad guy or whatever yeah. it's like to, to come back maybe even after I've you know gotten frustrated and lost my temper or whatever and to come back and be like you know that wasn't cool I was it was not cool that I was like that and to and I I'm still gonna I'm still gonna there's still gonna be things that I'm gonna hold my hold to my guns on or whatever right like I'm still not okay that you did this or that this happened or you still need to understand this principle but but I but don't ever think that that is something that I you know that I don't love and care about you yeah yeah and that, and that we can't do this together right mm-hmm. so can i can i just ask also just as mental image zach do you just slip an invoice under your daughter's door afterwards for the hour oh, of therapy the that you just to, yeah okay it is it see is i was wondering if the, if the risk at the i thought the, <laughs> i thought the conversation ended with like a freeze frame and then um soft music like nice touching music would and then the then the end credits happen and that's sure. the end. Yep. And then you wake up tomorrow for like a new adventure. The, like the like smooth jazzy music of yeah, like yeah. Whatever, you, and like, you know that like this is a this is a, a I, moment. I was I was hoping from. either that or like uh, before we have this conversation, put two dollars in the jar, and now we'll have a conversation. No, no. Mm-hmm. no. Well, here's the thing: is that there is payment, but it's like hug, kiss, leave a rank fart in a room, and then leave. Nice. Like, and she's nice. like, Dad loves you. I was going to ask you, like, how do you act? Like, you can say it, but how do you act? Like, how do you live out I'll love you no matter what? And that's it. You just live through each other's rank farts, I think is what I'm hearing. That's the best you can yeah. do. That is, that is a yeah. word, man. That's a word to describe yeah. rank. That's something yeah. else, guys. Holy cow. Um, totally, like, speaking of uh, the best games of the year, um, Justin, what's... <laughs> <laughs> what's <laughs> oh my as, god are you kidding as me we, as we record this there's no way to transition to this oh. man. we're not here for the sweet sweet segues right. but uh give us That's give us I'm a hint here. man what's what's the best game you played this year mm, can i give you can i give you a list Yes, that's my so, okay. That is you. my approach. When people ask me for my favorite thing, I'm like, well, here's 15 stuff that comes yeah. to mind. And, and it sounds it sounds you know whether it's recency bias, like mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I think the things I enjoyed the most that I was shocked about, I think also, yep. um, Cuphead, because Cuphead nice. was new to me. Cuphead yes. was new. Yes, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed Cuphead. Uh, Astral Chain. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. That's, that. on my, that's on my wish list. That's on my wish list. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's super anime. So you, I typically don't like that, but I was like really into it. Yeah. Um, uh, ukulele and the Impossible Layer. Dude, yes. Top five for sure. That yeah. game was excellent. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, but that's just because I like Luigi's Mansion. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to have a scale. I just really like Luigi's Mansion. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. That seemed like a not human voice, just so that like people understand the listen. That that was Justin's voice. That that, that little meaty trumpet that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're good uh, and the other thing I've just been playing the entire time is Fortnite. <laughs> I really, like, yeah. That's like this kind of go back to comfort. 
Um, but I, I can't say Fortnite's my game of the year again this year because people like lynch me. Speak of uh, game um, of the decade, even right? Yeah, I, like mm-hmm. I think those. Are the, I mean, it was. I look at my Switch. There's so much, so many good things on there. There were things mm-hmm. that I was like, eh, I was okay with. Yeah. The Mario Maker was okay. I thought it's um, funny because that's actually one of the few games that I picked up this year. Like it's funny because people are like, "Oh yeah, we miss you on the show, Zach." You know what? EPI actually was on the show. I, I have hardly played any of the games that came out this year because I just yeah. haven't had time. But I thought like, Marvel that's one that I did, and it was meh. Marvel Ultimate Alliance that was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like that was very popcorny. Do you know what I mean? Like I can just turn my brain off and just smash buttons, and that's okay. Popcorn I... with not enough like of the seasoning on it. You know? Yeah. It was a yeah. little bland. A what little kind of like seasoning high. you put on your popcorn, Zach? Ooh. Dill pickle, man. You got to get the dill pickle okay. package. Okay, I like it. It's like, yeah. obviously. Yeah, why would you ask such a silly what question? I know, that was what a dumb question. You, what else would you get? Yeah, no. But, but like, the kind where you're like, ah, this could stand to have a little more. Feels a little yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you do, the, do you do the popcorn with butter and then, like, throw in, like, chocolates, like M&Ms into your popcorn? Ooh. Not and dill pickle. Yeah, either, if I'm going to do that, then you don't. Oh, my God. No, I would not do dill pickle. That's crazy. Yeah, but now obviously. I'm interested, right? Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I'm fascinated. But now, you know, my I learned this thing from my grandpa that if you do if you do like the microwave popcorn and you grate cheese into it, what? Um, but you gotta let the popcorn you gotta let the popcorn like cool just a little bit. It can't be too hot or the cheese is gonna melt. You want the cheese to be like softish, but not like melty. Um, yeah, that's a, try it. It's good. It's like nachos, mm. but with popcorn, but not quite as it, melty. And yeah. no jalapenos. What you should do is just go to like Seven Eleven and just like push the nacho cheese straight into a bag of popcorn oh, and just walk out. Yeah. I don't think yeah, that's really cheese, don't. Justin. I don't. I'm not really sure what no. it is. No, so some not sort of melted plastic. So out, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So Mario I, Maker Two is the best game Zach played this year. Probably um, the only game you played by this default. Year. Oh no! Um, I've been playing Pokemon. That one's. That oh one yeah, that is, was good. Is, I, I would say it's good, not great. Mm-hmm. Right, like, or maybe it's like right on that edge where I like, and I haven't finished it. My son has like finished it twice over. I swear by amazing, um, but he's uh, but it's like it's right on that edge between like good and great, and I can't quite tell which way it's gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one's pretty good. Uh, I've played a lot of Overwatch on Switch. Nice. Um, you and I should Overwatch. play, by the way. That yeah, because I've yeah, got it should. based on your yeah, recommendations. Yeah, I I I love that. Um, what else did I play? I've got my Switch right here. Um, Semi unrelated is the Shovel Knight out yet? The thing I saw the reviews out today. About it should be out later tonight. No, no, it's Tuesday. So on Tuesday. Yeah, I was like last chance to get it at the the old price because the whole Shovel Knight thing is going up right but away. And my me, my amigo, sh- I I feel like the worst person because I'm like eh about Shovel Knight. Yeah, listen. I played the first one. I liked it. It was fun. You are the worst person for not maintaining your hype this entire was it been yeah, like five I years? I need to go back to it and do mm-hmm. the five other versions they've given me. Yeah, same here. Do you know what I mean? Same like, here. like I, I have it on my 3ds, which is great, and I'll just yep. update that. And everyone's like, "Well, you're not getting the showdown one." I'm like, "Eh, yeah." Mm, I bought it on Switch, and I can't. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I just uh, do you feel I like you had? I, do you feel like you had to to buy it again? Yeah, well, because well, I'm the dumbest person in the world when it comes to Shovel Knight. Like, I've been very confused by the generosity, it seems, of Yacht Club Games, where they're like, they just keep giving you things. And I'm like, surely that can't be the case. There must be some sort of catch. And, of course, there is no catch. But I, I still couldn't get through my their head. Origi- their original Kickstarter, they had all of these very um, ambitious stretch goals that, totally. just, that have taken seven years to complete. 
and that's been very well documented made very clear i just it just does not add up in my brain and it would not allow me to understand what greatness was or at least like vast amount of content was available by just buying that original package you get all these other things i kept seeing them drop them i'm like surely that must be another paid package of content but i just never i never really never really got there but i think you know what it is is probably like the same thing that i faced before jumping into shovel knight the first time which was i've played so many of these these games before these Mm -hmm. like old retro like reimaginations and things like that 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 has never really gone away even though i've played it and i know in my heart and in my brain that's a great game and super fun and i loved all of the like amalgamations of different mechanics they brought all together but at the same time i I fired up on my switch and i'm like kind of just like i don't know it's so bad well well, well, actually i think there's an interesting well it's like a fatigue point yeah well i I I guess so i think the catch of it was actually the fact that they were the first ones out the gate who did it Right, yeah. I think they did it well, and then they saw great success. Or everyone else They're saw great the ones success. Who did, it, did it well. They, it, yeah. At that time, they, we still had games, and I love my shovel. Like, I, I, like Ellie was playing with my as I go to reach for it. I've got, I've got my I've got amiibo my... like literally right here. Yeah, my, my amiibo's what? up there. Like my stuff, he's right over my. Like he's right here. Like I love me some shovel knight. Oh yeah, like, this, is, this is like he's a great character. But and, yeah, and, I don't know. And like everything about. So here's the thing. I think here's here's what I think the problem is, Sean. They were the first out of the gates. They did it really, really well. Um, you know what though? As soon as I hold this guy, I hear the music in my head. Do you? Do, 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 do. Yeah, like it's it's good. It's a very good game. It I don't is. feel like I'm coming they off did like it well. I hate it right now. You, it hit every nostalgia bone. Yeah, and then everybody mm. other developer went, "Wow, that's a great idea. We should do that." And yeah. so everybody started leaning heavy into those kind of nostalgia feelings in retro games. And then so we've been playing all those other games, and then Shovel Knight comes back again with a new update, and you're like. Yeah, but I've been doing this kind of other stuff over here that feels similar. What it really is? I, I don't agree. And then yeah. the, the fact is they kind of like stretched, they stretched Shovel Knight. He now became the indie darling. I mean, he was in everything. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah. You know I mean, so now that uniqueness, that special, that kind of like click of like, it's kind of like that band, like, I liked him before they were cool. I played oh, Shovel Knight time. before he was cool. Well, that's exactly why I reached for my stuff here. Like, this came from Comic-Con, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this was, like, nobody has this thing. I don't even know what the heck this is. To be honest with you, yeah, it's uh, made in China. It's for ages. Um, it says ages fourteen and up. Well, what? That's if you squeeze it, does it do something? I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe there's something underneath this, like front crotchal like <laughs> protection that I'm not really aware. <laughs> that may be, that may be a video exclusive. <laughs> Patrons only. It's worth a dollar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well. Um, I, you know, one of the best games I played on my Switch didn't come out this year. I've been re and speaking of replaying games, um, Battle Chef Brigade. I love that game. I don't really? know if you guys ever got Ooh, around to that I one. To... Jesse I was the one who did our review it. for that. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. It's um Adult Swim uh, games, and it's kind of like this anime style, but it's like a match three puzzling kind of game with with cooking mechanics, with some fighting, and you hunt the the monsters outside of your kitchen. You bring their parts inside, and you mix them all around. It's this cool story. It's it's a it's a weird little game, man, but it's just uh, it's what exactly what my brain needs when I go take the bus for 25 minutes at a time. Nice. It's, a, it's absolutely perfect. That's awesome. Right. So, so let me ask you this question. So, yeah, so Zach, or Zach, did you finish your list? By the way, I think you you said like honestly, like I played Marvel. I I I don't think I finished in a, a single game this year. Like that's okay. that's literally mm. where I'm at at this point. Where so, do you Sean, have regrets on that? Have... Do you have regrets on not finishing a game, or like the game uh... like that that you didn't get around to anything like? It's not quite your you're used to when you're well, on Nintendo Dads. Yeah, I I think like the the like I do still have intentions of going back to playing 
um, Ultimate Alliance. It's funny because I feel like as soon as my son beats a game, my desire to beat it is like, well, I'm literally just sitting here watching him play it. Yeah. So, like, why why would I why would I bust my butt for that now? Yeah. Where I can just sort of like I can be the I here we go here's the here's the here's basically where I'm at now is that I am the player two that drops in at some point. Nice. <laughs> that is essentially my video game playing. Uh, I would say most of the time. Uh, so that's that's about my relationship with video games most of the time at this mm, point so mm. what were you gonna you're gonna jump in with something justin I, I was gonna ask like you know sean you were talking about like the decade but 10 years yeah yeah what's what's the game of the decade Oof. oh I can't, I can't give that away as for a for an upcoming episode oh, of uh well at least on the xbox I can, oh. I'll, I'll just, no i don't know if i can if i can separate i don't know man i don't know it's that, what was, okay what was your favorite games of the decade then okay so some of the fa- some of my favorite games yeah, contenders well, I can't. We just made the list. I got to consider it with Nintendo. I hadn't done anything with Nintendo on it because we did something for the Xbox Drive. And I would say games like Rocket League, which mm. actually is on Switch, is yep. one of the best games of the decade. And I think will persist and, and people should continue to play that well into the future for sure. Um, I, I want to come back to this in a couple of moments. I know it's your mm-hmm. show, but like, what are our thoughts about games as a service? I'm coming around to it. Can I tell you something, guys? I think 2019, the most significant change for me in my gaming is like, suddenly I just want to play multiplayer games a lot. I feel like I'm nine years too late to this, where like like a decade ago, developers were like, we should probably put multiplayer in our games because that's what the kids want these days. And I'm like, no, single player the whole time. And then just within the last little bit, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep up with these campaigns, yo. Like, I think I just want to play a game for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, watch my progress bar go up and then get a new skin and be out. Like, that's yeah. kind of where it's kind of where I'm at. So games of service, I think I'm okay. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking it. I'm actually more concerned that more of them are going to come out and then I can't keep up with them and how that then competes. Oh, that's already the case for sure. And how that then competes against other single player adventures or stories. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That, that, that take up your mind share. Um, I, this is the second season in a row that I have finished my complete battle pass for Fortnite. Get lost. Um, Have you really? And I'm currently at level 115 in Fortnite humble brag no doubt no but it's wow. like i just kept playing do you know what I mean yeah. like I've, I've got all my skins but i'm like i'm still having fun still going back in i'm not getting anything mm-hmm. right but i'm just like having you know but the reason i'm doing that though sean this goes back to your point is because i'm i'm doing it with a friend yeah i'm online yeah. you know it reminds together. me of got, like playing golden together. Open. we're having that conversation it's a ton of fun it, it it reminds me of just like the good old days of like i feel like multiplayer has reached a new level now that it's kind of like tapping into that same part of our lizard brains. It's just like, yeah, it's just giving me more of this. I know exactly what it is. Like it's, it's the same thing over and over and over again, but like for whatever reason, it's just a little bit different. And that to me was like the summer of whatever it was like 1996, 1997, 1998 of Star Fox 64, Mario Kart 64, Goldeneye 007. Like you had across those three games, mm-hmm. maybe 10 maps. Like for, I think it was, it was different on depending on how many players were doing Goldeneye, but yeah. like those are like, really, that was it. Mm-hmm. We played we played Star Fox. There's only two levels on Star Fox. And like one of them wasn't very good at all. So mm-hmm. you're basically going over and over and over again. And maybe you might mix uh-huh. it up by having somebody being like the landmaster or whatever. Or being like this little anthropomorphic character just running around, totally useless. But somebody just mix it up just for a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think of um, Games of Service, Zach? Yeah, I think it's, well, it's, it's something that um, I, it's, it's tricky, right? Because I think, I, I I like the idea of the fact that it's always like I've been playing like games as a surface sort of thing. I think is is something that I I've played a 
I one of my games of the decade, I think, even to connect the two questions, is actually like the, especially the first half is World of Warcraft. Like that yeah. was something that for me was like solid, especially for the first half of the decade. And then I think lately it's kind of it's kind of fizzled a little bit. But that I mean, had to be last still, decade, wasn't it? Though I don't. I'm just going to try well, and save it, you some it, hate in the it, comments. It, it first it first came out like I think it was originally released like last decade, but it's been out for 15 years for sure. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's been and it's still doing fairly like with WoW Classic that just came out, right? Like it's still doing fairly well mm-hmm, the og the part, right mm-hmm. um and and so like that's something that you know i think depending on how you define like games as a service there there have been games that that are constantly changing um that have been out for a long time right like i, I and i think that it's it, it's something that like it keeps you invested keeps me going back it keeps me like i think that that's if, if it's i think part of it too is like kind of feeds the like the old man nature in me as well of like I don't want a new game. Just make my new right. game, my old game, you know, just like give me new skins in Overwatch or give me a new mode or give me whatever. Like, you know, in Fortnite, same deal where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, what? I, I don't like, I mean, before video games came out, it's not like there was like, they were coming out with new sports every friggin' year. Right. Mm-hmm. It was the same. Like it was like the hockey, baseball, you know, basketball, football, like, like it was like, it was like the top five. And this, I feel like, to a certain extent, the the difference being that you actually have to pay the company now. Like, imagine if like hockey was something that you weren't allowed to play unless you paid this like regular fee. And I think that's the part where I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I feel like if, some people might be asking for that. Oddly enough, yeah, like I want to get I'm, away from that. I'm always that's, like, I'm, that's, I'm, what, I'm, that's what esports is. Right? Yeah, well, like, I'm, that's, I'm shocked that sports games don't move into a uh, a subscription model. Why yeah, is it mean, not just an NHL game. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 NHL. And it's not NHL 2020, and it's just like every single you know X amount of months, it's a new patch, and it's here's all the trades, here's the injury. Like I like I don't know how you potentially do that, but like the fact is they drop a new FIFA game every single year. Why doesn't that just become a, a service? Well, and they're so and they're so similar too that they might as well. They'd probably get less less flack if they just made it an ongoing game. I feel like it would be it, it. It has to be obviously financially like there has to be an incentive there too. Oh, so they sure. they have every trimming of a like free to play game on a sixty dollar game. So like why would you ever why would you ever change that? I think like part of the unknown and maybe the potential would just be like what if you had like FIFA or NHL or any of these games kind of like Minecraft just announced I think just today as we record this um, playable across everything. Like imagine like yeah, everybody on every device. Uh, Sony for finally Sony getting on just, board. Yep. yep. Well, and well taking done. so much credit too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're having, Definitely. they're having a victory lap, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. wow. Great job guys. Way, way to drag your feet literally across the finish line on that one. Well, and also MLB, um, they're, they're exclusive for their baseball exclusive now going to be released on all platforms as well. I don't know if that means cross play as well, but maybe that might be the story of the next decade is we've started to see, some of these examples, a couple of examples of cross-play, cross-save, cross-progression, all these different things. Um, hopefully, that will be more more the norm because I, I think particularly like with games like sports games, to move into let's just play these for the next fifteen years. I think it has to. I think it has to um, cross boundaries a little bit better than it has. It's still yeah. very exclusionary, I would say, because I, I, I certainly don't feel like I want to jump into it. I think that's. I think that's the defining moment, right? Is that yeah. cross-play? Right, the fact that whether it's on Fortnite, whether it's Rocket League, whether it's Overwatch, whatever it is, 
doesn't matter what's you know it's, it's system agnostic agnostic now or whatever it is right like mm-hmm. that's that's awesome that's where yeah. that's that's a huge thing well like it's even like like minecraft it's like if you're playing on your phone and you're playing on your buddies on the ps4 and your buddy other buddies on the switch like that's crazy that's yeah. like you know like that's that's amazing that's pretty it's pretty pretty cool and it'll, it's interesting to see it'll be interesting to see like what the where what what was out in 2010 was that like that was just still like the wii like if we're using the N- nintendo as the right that was as the, the measuring wii, stick right? the wii it would be the wii yep i'll check the wii's uh, lineage yeah that would have been the wii like that yeah, 2006 or two, 2005 i think the wii came out so we would have been well into the Wii's life cycle anyways. 2013, yeah. 2012 was the Wii U, right? Yeah. Because it was before Xbox One and before PS4, um, yeah. I think a year before that. So it would have been, I think, 2012 when Chelsea and I pre-ordered it just to make sure we got one. You didn't want those things to sell out. You know, they're, they're going to yeah. be pretty tricky to pick up. Yeah, um, so, yeah, that. I think that those are the games. There was, there was an article I was reading. Um, this is uh, totally outside of probably either of your wheelhouses, but one, the number one game, in, according to this article, in 2010 was StarCraft II. And mm-hmm. one of the final lines, there's uh, a line from um, Jason Schreier was saying, the, the thing about StarCraft II that is so remarkable isn't what um, is being played about it now or being said about it now, is that the fact that we'll be thinking about how great Star, StarCraft II was 10 years from now because we'll still be playing it. Mm-hmm. And of course, that is true. A decade, like just a blink of an eye, a decade has passed, and we're still just as well. People who are stoked about StarCraft Two are still mm-hmm. just as excited about StarCraft Two. Yeah, at BlizzCon, they announced new content for that game. Yeah, right? that's a like, decade-old game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's love crazy. me some and StarCraft. Like, and, and like, and like, wow, like World of Warcraft is like 15 years in. They just announced a new expansion for it that's coming out probably next mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing that's crazy is that like that as as time goes on, these games are. Like once the, these companies have made these games, they they're they're keeping them alive for as long as possible. Like Some of Blizzard, them are. right? Where like Blizzard in particular, because like like they announced Overwatch Two is coming out, and they said, and when they announce it, they say, by the way, if you own Overwatch One, um, you will continue to get new care. The, you'll get all of the Overwatch Two characters in Overwatch One, and you don't even have to buy the game. Because they're mm-hmm. that committed to keeping Overwatch, the existing Overwatch base alive, and Overwatch Two is basically just like a story pack add-on to the game. Like, and, and the and everything else is just going to be like, you know, continued on, and all of the updates are going to. Everybody's getting over. Everybody is already going to get the Overwatch Two um, multiplayer stuff. Like, yeah, as long as you own Overwatch One, right? And so there's lots of that, like maintaining that user base essentially. Right, so. And and they would have given so much thought to this, and that's probably what I'm most just as a fan of the industry, let alone like as a gamer as well. But I just love watching like the different moves and decisions and how it all plays out. I think is so interesting because I think the Overwatch situation that we're just talking about here with Overwatch Two directly um, relates to the sports thing. Like I think that it just takes. I think Blizzard's the one that's going to be able to figure that out, like how to sell the next one but still connect the two because like nhl 19 doesn't connect to nhl 20 and and same thing with the basketball games or the wrestling games or whatever but as soon as somebody figures that out like it could change all of the remaining annualized games i feel like there's fewer now than there were before like assassin's creeds and the mm-hmm. call of duties and things like call of duty might be one of the only other ones as well but certainly on like the sports end like how do you go from one year to the next without completely abandoning 
your previous supporter base um, and even the way that our consoles are being built now like forwards and backwards compatibility is a thing like there is so much that we would have just dreamed about when we were kids playing games it's like that's now it's the expectation and i want 12 teraflops to go with it as well please yeah Mm -hmm. justin i have a final question for the nintendo dads before we close things out tonight um i've referred to the 12 teraflops uh earlier today there was a uh, a supposed leak, a bit of a rumor about the Xbox, the next Xbox's um, technical specifications, and they're just monstrous. They're like double or triple something, the, the Xbox One X. And we already know that the Switch is not as powerful as um, PlayStation's and Xbox's more advanced, like the, the mid-tier things that they, they had um, going in this generation. How This was a question we got on, on If We're at Nintendo earlier this week. How does Nintendo deal with this in 2020 when new generation of consoles are coming out and they're pushing instant load times uh teraflops which i'm not sure that anybody has ever even discussed uh, when talking about the switch or a nintendo product in general like how does how does nintendo keep up is this something you should be worried about no i don't i don't think it is i think nintendo continues to stay in the lane that they have carved out for the last 30 years as a leader in video games and a leader in um, creation of consoles. Mm -hmm. I think that they continue to focus on games that are fun, that are enjoyable, right? And that's the core essence of what Nintendo does really, really well. Because Mm -hmm. you're currently winning on teraflops, are you not? Against the Switch as is, but we're still selling more than you, right? You can't see me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Dang. Um, okay, getting a little swag. So okay. I think I think they continue to push that. I this is my, this is also my statement of why I truly believe Breath of the Wild is a 2020 release because you want mm-hmm. you want to swagger in here with teraflops. I'm gonna just put down Breath of the Wild and walk out. Mic drop. I'm yeah. done, y'all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think and I mean you know I'm giving obviously I'm getting a little Justin character for you there, Sean. But I do yeah, believe yeah, yeah. that Nintendo has never really been worried about that fight. They got out of that fight back. Do you know what I mean? Like they stopped. They're like, I'm yeah. out. We're gonna do something different. And that's what they've done. So um I think what Nintendo needs to continue to do is to strengthen the relationships with people like Sony. Or sorry, my apologies, with Microsoft. I think they need to look for ways to continue to put games in the hands of their consumers. I need to, they need to continue to make them fun and enjoyable and accessible. Right. And they need to continue to, to foster those third party relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be fine um, if I'm if I'm being very frank. And I also think when a, when a device is is lower cut than than the Xbox or, or play or PlayStation, when they come out, I think that helps them a little bit as well. They had they I mean, they had the best they had the best week in their sales uh, since the switch launched. Including last, launch, didn't including it do launch. better than the launch? La- That's yeah, insane. Yeah. Last last week during Black Friday for both Canada and the U.S., yeah. So I don't think that they're licking their wounds or really worried. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. Um, and yes, I'm. I'm. It's a little bit of a, a, a Nintendo fanboy account, but I, I think they just stay in their lane and do their thing. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach is deep. In yeah. Thought. No. No. I agree. I think you know, like the thing that came to mind is the eighty twenty rule. They're like eighty percent of the eighty percent of whatever it is that you're going to get. Like that extra twenty percent is just not you're not going to get the same ROI on that, right? The same return on investment. Most people who play video games are not going to care about that extra that extra jump in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it actually matters. Like I don't think like kid and there's this interesting sort of like cognitive principle too of just like how quickly we adjust to the new normal, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that like you like it looks amazing because you've never seen that before. 
and like a week later, um, you, I'm you not know, impressed. Uh, yeah, like oh, well, but, but what the <laughs> hell? Like the frame rate dropped or whatever it is, right? Like it's now the yeah. new normal, right? You buy a new, you know, you buy a new flat screen and it's amazing for the first week, and then and then that's just the new normal. People that's had like right, like people back in the day had like literally like a six inch TV on their like kitchen cupboard and like now I have a phone that you know has a bigger screen than that and so it's yeah. <laughs> it, and so it doesn't it doesn't matter there are things that that are that are impressive initially but those yeah. things fade over time and i think that nintendo tends to really gravitate towards those things that like what is going to cause like sustained enjoyment in in what we're doing mm-hmm. and i think that like that there are a lot of other companies that once you get past the initial like whiz bang wow this is amazing look how great this is it's like okay cool what cool games did you play on that uh, I, don't, I don't i don't know like, there's not really well like, some of them are going to be the same games you're playing now like to the whole point yep. of games of service right. like so a lot of those games are just going to carry over but yep. they're going to be a better experience and i just wonder if it's going to be, gonna like be this... a be- are they going to be actually be a better experience that's my question like sure it might look nicer like initially but then okay well i if you didn't have the new the new whiz bang thing would you know any different yeah right yeah like it you wouldn't and you would still you'd still be still be cussing at that stupid idiot on your team who was stealing your weapons or whatever right like he's always a jerk right like what a a douchebag that guy is right and like and that's (laughs) once you're playing it doesn't matter i like i played like literally hundreds of hours of overwatch before i got it on switch at literally the lowest settings that i that i could get it to run on my computer and that was how i played that game and it was fine like it was yeah. still a fun game, and that, so and I, that's a crutch of yeah. it because you were having fun. It's your level of enjoyment yeah. out of it, right? Which mm-hmm. has always been the core center of what Nintendo says their belief is. Is but it's what if? Fun. And just to play devil's advocate here, because I okay, so I think I can come at this a couple angles. I think at one point it'd be interesting just to see um, PlayStation and Xbox like destroy each other in the arms race of this. Oh, like, for sure. They'll basically just nuke each other out of the out of the arms race where they uh, they outprice themselves. Like the, these systems, they look like they're thousand dollar consoles like they're just going to be just ridiculous and and nintendo can just kind of like float on by with their two or three hundred four hundred dollar whatever like the switch light it's just perfect the switch light of the day is right yeah Mm -hmm. so there's that aspect i think is a possibility but there's also the possibility of nintendo getting completely left behind and like nobody makes games from anymore because developers have moved on to the next chunk and that's and they and so here's the thing they were in that problem right and i think in some ways they are still in that problem with ea right so right so it just gets expanded out like because the the discrepancy is already there and i think they've they've managed but yeah like if you have if you have a console that is successful people will want to develop for it and and that's what i said on on different nintendo and that is easy to develop on the the statement that we continue to hear was the wii u was just a trash machine to develop for Mm -hmm. right but if you have a console that's successful and is easy and you have partnerships that want to do that, then you're willing to do it. I am absolutely bonkersly shocked that EA has not has is continues to hold their feet, you know, their heels yeah. to the ground and like, no, we're waiting to watch how this plays out. And you're like, yeah. really? Really? What more do you want from Nintendo right now to so, show this success? No kidding. Um, so I, I think that's a challenge, right? Now, I mean, I would I would. You know, if you'd asked me this questions, you know, five years ago when we started, you know, Nintendo Dads, what does Nintendo need to do? I'd say, like, basically anything better than what they're doing currently. No doubt. <laughs> right? They had the Wii U and it was, it was not going well for them. Um, but I think that, I think in, the, in this, in, where, their identity they have found now, I think, helps. 
Yeah. Um, so I think the thing that, that I am fascinated by, and I'm not just stroking your ego because you have your show with the Xbox drive. I am fascinated by what Xbox or Microsoft is currently doing in the video game yeah. space, right? Because mm-hmm. I, as I am a very, as much as I enjoy playing video games, it's the business of video games that I really find fascinating. Same, yeah. Right? And I think that they're making some bold moves. And I don't know if it's, and I, and I again, someone's going to be like, you're wrong, Justin, but I don't know if it's because they feel like they're in the third place position. I don't know if it's that back against the wall. It's a bit of a scrappy uh, methodology. But the idea of, like, let's talk about financing, right? Like, it's a phone. That's 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 fantastic. I think yeah. that's a very interesting idea. I think them getting into streaming, uh, obviously, you know, Stadia, uh, Pro- Project X Cloud, right? That's mm-hmm. really interesting. And then I think the work that they have done with Game Pass, man, like, that is so they have made some really, I mean, those are three that just stand out for me, not even being an Xbox fan, but watching from afar. Um, those are three fascinating moves that mm-hmm. I think each of those potentially can change our change that industry in some way and yeah. forces another player to get into a different way. So I am, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm very fascinated by what they're doing. Now, it's not enough to make me want to pull a console or, or, or buy a console only because I don't have enough of the time, money, and energy to do that. Yeah. But um, but just from a business perspective, fascinating. I think I'm not really impressed with what Sony's doing in any way other than you're making great third-party or AAA games when they arrive. They do look beautiful, absolutely. But like from a business perspective, from a uh, moving the industry forward perspective, yeah, um, I think Xbox and Microsoft are making some bold moves. Well, it's going to be an interesting week as the Game Awards are going to be later on this week. I'm going to be watching with bated breath for sure to see what kind of announcements. And certainly the celebration of video games is always um, it's always done in in an interesting way. Not just we love video games, but what we choose to celebrate Mm -hmm. about the games, I think, is always interesting as well. And again, just today today was a massive day for news, man. Like, yes, we don't do a news show, but um, there's a bunch of playstation exclusives that seem like they're just going they're going to be available everywhere we've talked about mlb um we've learned earlier about death stranding of course and a whole bunch of games i think um uh god of war going cross on pc so i think these are moves that microsoft had made that were maybe starting to see the ripple effect whereas it might have seemed like too much of a reputational risk to allow your exclusives on other platforms and then microsoft's like yeah but we're making bank like we're we're having our best gaming uh, our yeah. best year in gaming ever and these are some of the strategies we're making and, and you can't help but take notice if you're Sony or Nintendo. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it does shake things up um in the next decade. Yeah, sure. I, it, I mean it'll be and you know and then I mean as as much as we have a bit of a laugh about this, right? I mean we're ending up 2020 or ending 2019 with the three three horses. Right. But in mm-hmm. 2029, there could be other horses in that play. Right. We're, all, we're all having we're all, yeah, Amazon. We're all having a bit of a laugh at Google Stadia. But if mm-hmm. Google Stadia can find its way 10 years of maturity, that could be a very real conversation. Right. Yeah. Once they go through those growing pains, much like, you know, Sony, when they were new to the market or Microsoft was in the market, they had their own growing Certainly pains as Microsoft. well. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think we just live in a world now that those things become accelerated so much quicker. Um well, thank God Bill Gates and The Rock developed the Xbox because, you know, right. we got the podcast and everything. They just changed history, those oh, two. Dwayne Johnson and, and Bill Gates. Fundamental. Definitely. Yeah, they changed everything. Guys, anything, any final thoughts or words that you have for the very last gamer cast of the decade? Zach, I'll, th- I'll put you on the spot. I'll throw you first, man. Oh, no. I just thought it's just been, this has been fun. It's been, it's been interesting to kind of reflect. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to 2020 and, uh, 
yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just excited, man. Uh, the 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 we the gamercast just is the gift that keeps on giving into the new decade. Until we so. cancel it for a second time, Justin. Any uh, yeah. any final <laughs> thoughts, words, or any uh, aspirations even for for 2020 in the next decade? No, I mean, I think uh, if Sean can go through a couple more hosts on the Xbox Drive, he may eventually find his way to either me or Zach. I'm, so that could be exciting. I'm working on it. I'm working right, on so it. Right, so that yeah, could be exciting. Sure. Uh, cancel. I think probably actually after, after this episode, you should probably cancel We The Gamer Cast because Zach and I have probably ruined it for you. Yeah. Just finish yeah. off 2020 and be like, I'm done with it. Um, I was considering it, yeah. Yeah, I think so. No, I mean, I think yeah. um, thank you for everything. Uh, it's been fun. See you next year and see you next year. Pickles. I hope you guys are going to do the same thing that I am going to do after listening to this and re-listening to this conversation. Um, I think that I'm going to save them and star them and favor them or whatever as if, if I ever need like a bit of little kick in the butt, a little inspiration, just a little how to be a bit better, you listen to Justin Mastin and Zach Erickson do. They just have a way of simplifying things and and actually a lot like like Ed Placenti, just like how to live your best life. Maybe talk to Justin and Zach, dude. That's, what an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. And I'm, I mean, I'm constantly inspired and motivated by Justin and Zach. I could start, I could start out just a little bit down, just a little like not sure what to do. And then I listen to Justin and Zach and go... Okay, I know exactly what I need to do. I need to pick it up. I need to get my head held high. I need to create a plan. Three bullet points and let's go, man. Like, that's for me. I hope you guys take a lot of inspiration and motivation out of this conversation as well. Look at all that. That was... Damn. These guys are going to make me into a rapper. Some rhymes. Those are some bars. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what bars are. (laughs) Thank you, guys. A little uh, behind the curtain as well. Uh, Justin and Zach and I stayed on the Skype call for, I think, three and a half hours after this, coming up with silly silly ideas and thoughts and uh great conversation we just we didn't want to hang up we we're just like no you hang up or no 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 you hang up <laughs> so good thank you guys i i am so glad that i uh that we had this conversation and that we were able to share it i wish that i was able to put it out a little bit earlier for you guys so i truly apologize for that and i thank you i guess in advance right now uh for your patience and understanding with that but Stick around, because this show, I think, continues to bring great, open, honest conversations. And if that's what you're here for, then um, you'll get, you'll definitely get that. Now, I didn't do any uh, New Year's resolutions. At this moment in time, in recording, I don't know what those are just yet. And maybe to make up for the lack of... The, this episode should have really been in December. And I, 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 I'm taking that to heart. And I'm really sorry, guys. I want to make it up to you. What I might do is maybe a mid-January... <laughs> keep promising these things uh maybe i'll just do a quick solo episode of what my new year's resolutions are and do a quick invite to uh maybe a new year's resolutions channel in the discord i would love to do that man i know certainly weight loss is on my is on my mind uh i have been eating like crazy but anyways if you guys <laughs> jumping ship a little bit if you guys like the show and you want to support it you can follow me at sean capri sean like carter capri like the pants on twitter you can share it you can talk about it on your own podcast. You can give us a rating, please. We need those ratings on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And of course, if you really like it, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. You get bonus content like my solo Q&A show. Um, thank you to our artists, Fiona McKinnon. And please follow the Xbox Drive and if you're at Nintendo. Otherwise, this has been episode eight of the GamerCast. It's now in your ears. And now it's time for your friend and my friend, Jason. Jason! 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 
Jason! Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!